Welcome to the Hockey History Storyteller Podcast. This is the podcast where you can learn about past players, coaches, teams, leagues, and events. The game we know and love today was created from our past. I'm your host, hockey player and fan, Andy Courtright. Episode 18, Dr. Jerry Buss, owner of the Kings. Over the past couple weeks, I've been watching Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty on HBO Max, and Legacy, The True Story of the L.A. Lakers on Hulu. The former was a dramatization based on historical events, and the latter is a factual documentary. The primary focal point of each is Dr. Jerry Buss and the Los Angeles Lakers. Both are highly entertaining and interesting. Neither of these series really talk about Jerry also owning the Los Angeles Kings of the NHL. And most sports fans do not know that he had a passion for hockey and even owned the team. Jerry Buss deeply cared about hockey and had a desire to make the sport work in L.A. Here is the story of Jerry Buss and his other team, the Kings. In 1979, Jerry Buss purchased the Los Angeles Lakers, the Forum, a private ranch, and the Los Angeles Kings from Jack Kent Cook for $67.5 million. At the time, it was the largest sports franchise transaction. Cook grew up in Ontario, Canada. He was excited to bring hockey to California, but when it wasn't working, he said in 1973, quote, there are 800,000 Canadians living in the Los Angeles area, and I've just discovered why they left Canada. They hate hockey, unquote. Cook was a hands-on owner. Dr. Jerry Buss, completely different. He hired good people and let them do their job. His initial goal was to get the Kings into the top five or six in the league. Buss owned the team for nine years between 1979 and 1988. From the start, he did not fit in with the largely conservative NHL ownership group. He would bring ideas to the Board of Governors meetings only to get shot down by a large majority. When he realized that, he put his visionary focus on his own team. His first year owning the team, he immediately retired number 30 for star goaltender Rogi Vachon. A couple years before, Rogi left the Kings over a contract dispute, and Jerry said if he owned the team then, he would have signed him. That act was a show of loyalty and class. He was generous with the team, taking them on trips to Hawaii and offering bonuses. For example, he once offered $1,000 to each player if they held opponents to 30 goals or less in the next 10 games. In 1981, Charlie Simmer, a member of the Triple Crown line that included Marcel Dion and Dave Taylor, broke his leg late in the season. Jerry Buss met with Charlie in the hospital and offered him a contract extension, not even knowing if he would ever play again. Also in 1981, Jerry signed Marcel Dion to a six-year, $600,000 per year contract, making the star the highest paid player in the league. Buss exhibited this management trait many times as an owner to reward star players and remove the threat of them leaving via free agency. In 1982, the Kings pulled off the miracle on Manchester. The team was losing a first-round playoff game to Wayne Gretzky and the Edmonton Oilers 5-0 going into the third period. Dr. Buss reportedly left after the second period, and the Kings scored five in the third and the overtime winner to win the game 6-5. He regretted leaving to the extent that he would watch a replay of the period over and over whenever the team was not doing well. The start of the 1983-84 season was not a good one for the Kings. Buss hired Rogi Vachon as a new general manager mid-season even though the ex-goalie had no experience. Vachon was forever grateful for that loyalty. 
1986, Buss began to sell parts of the Kings to future owner Bruce McNall and brought him into the business as team president. In 1987, Buss came very close to pulling off a deal that would come to fruition a year later. He offered $17 million to the Edmonton Oilers owner Peter Pocklington for Wayne Gretzky, goaltender Grant Fuhrer, and center Mark Messier. In 1988, the Kings' controlling interest owned by Buss were sold to McNall. He was alongside McNall at the Gretzky trade press conference and spoke briefly. He said he wished he still owned the team and predicted that the trade would have far-reaching effects on hockey in the West. A year later, he told the NHL expansion group he was interested in acquiring a team for San Diego or Orange County. He even paid a $100,000 filing fee with the league in 1990. When Dr. Jerry Buss passed away in 2013, many people in the basketball and sports world had many good things to say about him. Here are some quotes from the hockey world. Rogie Vachon, he was a really nice man, an honest man, and very generous. Bob Steiner, Buss's longtime spokesman, it was a source of frustration for him that he couldn't get more success with the Kings. Charlie Simmer, he definitely wanted to make sure that hockey survived in L.A. Luke Robitaille, longtime Kings player and Kings front office executive, said, he was my first owner and he has always been kind to me and even went out of his way to teach me about this city and what it means to be a winner here. And, Luke also said, I went back and looked at Dr. Buss's philosophy and wanted to do the same thing with the Kings. You have to be willing to do everything to win. In 1994, Jerry Buss told the LA Times, I miss hockey. I really do. It's just a great game. Thank you for listening to the Hockey History Storyteller podcast. Please rate Review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. Also, please share with your hockey pals. Feel free to leave a comment or email ideas for future episodes to me at HockeyStoryTeller at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at HockeyStoryTell, Instagram HockeyStoryTeller, and Facebook also HockeyStoryTeller. Hockey History Storyteller theme music was composed and performed by Lauren Clapp. Lauren is available at lauren.clapp2004 at gmail.com. That's Clapp with two Ps followed by 2004. See show notes for details.